Good morning and welcome to episode 176 of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thank you so much for being here. This is part two of my interview with Derek Friday. He's an experiential designer working under the business Findustry out of Boulder, Colorado. Now, pump the brakes here. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back one episode, rewind one, and listen to that. We give some intros and some of the backstory that helps you understand this one just that little bit better. So check out part one first, um, or not. Check out part two if you really want to. Teach his own, dive in, it's all good. During part two of this interview, we talk about the German company that he does work for, how that client came about because he's in Colorado, and the large format prints that he has done for them. We also talk about how ultra marathon running helped sort of pull him out of a really challenging period in his career and how that's helped him. We talk about a project that he was a part of in Poland that uh, went a little sideways. I'm not going to tease why, but it did. Now, right near the end, Derek also shares with us the award-winning hotel project that he was a part of and why he is so proud of that. Ladies and gentlemen, that and so much more in part two. So let's get cooking. Part two of my interview with Derek Friday. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field. And we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a quickie? So, Derek, the next few questions I have for you, I got to drag you through the mud a little bit. Got to pull up uh, some tough stories from the past. That's okay. Maybe some sensitive moments. Yeah. And um, I want to share those lessons. Share what you've learned through them. And... um, I promise I'll turn it around at the end. We'll end in a happy spot. That's okay. It's part of the story. Yeah, exactly. So what has been the most challenging period or time in your life so far? Um, Why was it challenging and how'd you get through it? Yeah. So when I moved back to Boulder and took that job for the second time around at ComArt Mm -hmm. and I brought this client with me, um, his his name is Mark Gurney. He's the design director for Unibar Redemco Westfield in Paris. But he was the design director at ECE at the time in Germany. I brought him with me. He gave us he gave he gave me a lot of work that I was able to bring to ComArts. And while people were losing their jobs um, because there wasn't enough work, I was able to stay busy um, with two other um, very good friends. And we we're also all um, endurance athletes and serious runners. So we we basically were attached at the hip. We. We, we worked together all day long, and then we ran together all the time on the weekends and at, at, uh, every day you know, during the workday, and we worked late hours, and we were terrified to lose our jobs, so we, we worked our butts off, and we did everything we could to make this client happy, and we were, we were busy, and we were doing really great work, and we were traveling together all over the world, and it was, it was a really strange situation to be in where the firm was losing all these people, and we're in Istanbul for 20 days, you know, making a movie and doing these designs projects and doing all this cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And 
So when I finally figured out that um, com arts um, after the buyout wasn't my thing, and I had been given kind of a you know a uh, not a golden parachute, but I was given like sort of a you know a way out by by Mark. Um, at first, it was just me, right? Um, these two other guys weren't weren't looking to leave, and um, so to make a long story short, I um, all of a sudden was put in a situation where I needed to um, produce the level of work that I was producing with my two other colleagues. Okay, and um, and that was my sort of big challenge. I wanted to make sure that I could do it, and I was nervous about it because I'd been collaborating with my two good friends, brothers, you know. Um, for you know, for for an intense period of time in our lives, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was off on my own, kind of trying to do this uh, by myself. And then about you know a year later, to kind of fast forward things, Mark gave us the opportunity to all um, work together. Um, we were given an incredible deal and uh, our incredible salaries, um, an apartment in Hamburg, Germany, for. Two of us to be there once a month for a week to be kind of on site to the office, and we just had an incredible opportunity. And um, we all signed up for it, and then at the last minute, it it fell through because one person one person pulled out, and it basically basically broke broke us all up. It was it was like a divorce. Um, right. We we had been attached at the hip for years. We had producing you know world class. Um, designs uh, for for a, a client that was going to take care of us for an indefinite period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, while I, I was, um, you know, excited about the prospect of, of, of working on my own, deep down, I really wanted to have a small little agency um, mm-hmm. here in town, and, and that was going to be it. So um, that was probably one of the most difficult periods of my life because it broke up, it broke up the opportunity for us to have a, a, a studio together. It broke up the friendships. Um, and, uh, and then I kind of went into like, um, a depression period where I didn't think that I could do the work on my own. How was I going to be able to, to prove, um, that I could do it on my own? Mm-hmm. Um, it was at that point that I, um, kind of made a couple major changes in my life and um, became, you know, kind of this more determined endurance athlete. And that's mm-hmm. when I started doing ultra um, races. Um, ultra running is um, usually, you know, mountain and high elevation racing and it's um, longer distances than, uh, than marathon distance. Mm-hmm. So I was running 50 Ks, which is about 32 miles. I just did a 50 mile race in steamboat a couple months ago, but I've been running ultra uh, races for, about five or six years now and um just sort of consistently training it's just it's just sort of a part of my dna now it's yeah. just part of my design process but it really took kind of crawling out of the valley and and proving to myself that i could do it and and developing a lot of these sort of survival skills mm-hmm. to 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 make changes and it was all for the positive um and you know since that time um my relationships with both of these guys have kind of come come back, um, not to the complete degree that it was before. Um, and everyone has their own reasons why things sort out that way, but it was, it was just a very painful, um, painful experience. And, um, I wonder where we would be today. Um, if that that had all sorted out. Wow. So you kind of went from this high of fun. This is all going to come together. This is an amazing opportunity to last minute, bam, all of a sudden it's gone and you slide way down. 
And then yeah. you slowly sort of from that, you know, the depth of that really challenging spot have sort of stepped your way back out and marathon running or ultra running has been a big part of that too. It really has. It really has. Um, it helped me to be disciplined and focused. Um, you know, it gave me a lot of time as respite, um, from being in my little room here by myself mm-hmm. to sort of being out, um, I mean, I've always, like I said, I've always been a runner, um, but I, I, I didn't take it to that level. And it yeah. was, it was about challenging myself and seeing if I, I could really, just going to say that yeah. see if I could really do this. Um, yeah. because you know, that distance, that amount of time being out there is, um, you know, it just ends up being pain and how much, you know, how much pain you can deal with and how you process it and how you use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I also because of that, I've developed so many great relationships with the running community and learning from runners, and a lot of a lot of whom are designers. And um, it's just been a great sort of symbiotic, um, codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also where I've developed this whole kind of creative distraction thing and some of my passion projects. And I sort through, you know, design problems. And I, it's just, it's just. I mean, a lot of people have those. Um, it's my church, you know. I mean, it's it's where I sort things out. It's where I get things done. It's where I get a lot of the work done. Mm-hmm. Did you so, say that you recently did one uh, a run that was fifty miles? Yeah, I ran a. I ran my first fifty mile race in Steamboat. Um, it's called Run Rabbit Run, and um, there's also a hundred mile race. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, also, I mean, I, I know it's crazy, um, but uh, yeah. So, and that was um, something that I trained for most of the year. Okay. Um, 50 miles is crazy. And what I always find interesting about things like that, um, other than the Ironman, which sounds like, you know, a pretty tough name, a lot of these massive runs seem to have these really fun, like lighthearted cartoony names, you know, like Uh run rabbit run, like. Yeah, let's not soften this. I'm running fifty or a hundred miles. Yeah, I know. I don't, you know, I don't really know the story. I don't know the story behind. Um, I don't know the story behind the name Run Rabbit Run, to be honest. But no, it's all good. believe me, there's plenty that sound really scary. You know, <laughs> yeah, like Blackwater and you know Doomsday. And, I mean, there's there's all kinds of uh, scary, ominous names for some of these, but most of them are pretty. I mean, like one of the biggest ones in the country is Western States. Um, 100 in California. It's it's yeah. definitely a hundred miler that or Leadville 100 in here in Colorado, you know, because Leadville is the highest civilized town in America, above 10,000 feet. Um, what about so, like, what about the arthritis 50? Like, where's, where's that one? Or like the the knee crusher 75? I'm sure they're out there too. I mean, <laughs> ultra running has become a lot more popular too, so there's yeah. a lot races to choose from but it yeah. it's a great community and it's a great sort of spiritual release and um it's you know i've always been fit but it's kind of it, it kind of puts you on another kind of level of, of fitness that's very addictive and um i do have an addictive personality and uh it's you know it's just something that's really helped me to be determined and committed and um i think it's a good um uh positive reinforcement to you know my kids and um yeah it's been a good it's been a good thing all right Derek I want to get a little bit more specific now um I want to hear about a specific designer project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result what was that like how did that feel can you take us to that story 
Yeah. Um, so again, ECE, um, I worked on projects all over Germany, um, but I also worked on projects in, in Poland and Hungary and Lithuania and Italy. And um, I had this project in Bydgosz, Poland, okay. and it was well into my sort of, you know, eight year, nine year tenure of ECE projects to the point where, you know, if I had to do another pattern, I was just going to go crazy because I was just so tired of it. Yeah. So um, for, for this project in Bydgosz, um, I forget what the theme, I mean, a lot of these projects have kind of contextual themes or themes that relate to the brand, something that feels like it belongs there. Yeah. Uh, and um, they're, um, oh, this project was about like water and ice and nature or something. So I had this great idea that, you know, this project was going to be largely dependent upon stock photography. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there are limitations to stock photography, so you know where this is going. And um, these walls are, you know, three meters high by, you know, 20 meters long. And no matter how large of a resolution of stock image you buy, sometimes when you blow it up to that scale, things just aren't um, sorting themselves out so well. Mm-hmm. But through months of design and a lot of presentations to the board, I, I never presented to the board. It was only one person, but I would always prepare these presentations for the board. Mm-hmm. And everyone just loved this idea. It was just going to be the greatest project in their portfolio. And these images were going to be so bold. And, you know, the 11 by 17 design sketch packs looked amazing with these images. And it was so crisp and clear and perfect. And, um, and, also, what I had done is laid some graphics over top of the imagery, so there was a little bit of pattern on top of images. And, um, you know, basically, you know, to the point where it was too late, no matter how much we sort of worked and noodled this photography, um, the full-scale um, prints were just not looking good at all. I mean, some were just awful, you know, some were acceptable, a few were as as they should have been and um i just you know even though i had like been there forever and was an integral part of their sort of design um team and um someone that i i can honestly say you know had a large influence on their aesthetic for a big part of their portfolio Mm -hmm. i was the enemy at that point you know i was getting um you know mean-spirited you know aggressive um, you know, calls often from, you know, not only the people that I directly kind of like reported to, but, but, you know, the people that they reported to. And, um, I was kind of cohorting with a a friend of mine who ran a large format print um, agency in California, having him help me with production work and help having him help me with sort of some specifics and some tricks that we could do to make things kind of look more crisp and no matter what we did it just wasn't working out and it just got to the point where they just had to just print and install and just deal with the consequences and um you know in the end i haven't been to that particular project to see it but in the end there's some kind of uh sketchy resolution stuff um I think it ended up looking better than than they than they thought um, because they were looking at you know one meter by two meter samples instead of the whole installation. Yes, but um, but for the most part, it probably fell into like the C plus kind of B minus minus category for mm-hmm. most of it, and and I just felt like I was going to lose 
my connection with them. I thought that they were just kind of done with me. Like I was, oh, we need to kind of get some fresh blood anyway. Derek's been around. <laughs> I was just like letting all this yeah. stuff bring me down and I was freaking out and it was my major source of income. And, you know, in the end, I just didn't like the fact that I was disappointing anybody. I mean, yeah. who likes that? And paired with the, you know, kind of aggressive, mean, because Germans can be kind of rough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot um, less of a filter. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was, that was the worst for, for sure, for, for sure. The worst because yeah. it was so big and so yeah. much money. I and mean, it wasn't like a, you know, a card, you know, five employee, you know, business card collateral job. I mean, it was yeah. you know, hundreds of thousands of square feet of retail environment where people would be like, mm, that looks kind of not so good. Like, I don't want not I don't only want that, but the emotional side of it where they're, so emotionally on board and excited about it and they love everything about it. And it's almost like you're taking that away from them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, know, yeah. I know. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, I admit it. All right. Um, so last one of the tough stuff and we'll get into uh, we'll get into the happy place. Um, yeah. What is something you're struggling with in your career right now? Well, it's just connected directly to, 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 to that, to Germany. Um, in this past, in this past like year or so, um, after nine years of basically going back and forth to Hamburg, you know, monthly or every six weeks, and having consistent work and consistent income, um, Germany is falling into a recession. Mm-hmm. Um, the retail market is 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 heavily oversaturated. Um, as a private development company, they're kind of um, they're pulling a lot of their assets together. They're getting rid of some assets. They're um, changing their kind of financial strategy. Um, and they're, they're simply not doing the kind of work that I was doing for them for, for eight or nine years. Um, not because they don't want to be working with me. They just simply don't need me right now. They've kind of moved over to a different kind of um, direction of, of development, more office and transportation um, type development projects and the retail, the retail world um, in Europe right now is is kind of like on a in a super conservative mode of survival and mm. they 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 have you know six thousand employees at ECE they don't need to be bringing a guy from Boulder in to to do graphics for them you know they they need they've got bigger fish to fry and. Um, I did get, you know, a little bit of warning, but I just never imagined after that l- length of time that all of a sudden, the, the, you know, the, the, the floor would just drop out from underneath me. And that's quite literally what's happened. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have zero work from them right now. And um, that, you know, I was still doing plenty of other projects um, in, in addition to ECE work, but it was usually stuff like fun little projects here, a collateral, you know, identity project here, or, or, you know, just something not that didn't, wasn't going to take up a ton of my time because I was so committed to the ECE work. I was loyal because they were loyal to me and they gave me that out, you know, nine years ago when, when Comarts got bought and that sort of thing. So I didn't not market. I'm always talking about design with everybody and always welcome the opportunity to have new, new projects. And those were just bringing in extra income, you know, for, house projects or, you know, just, you know, just extra income. And, um, so now I've um, had to sort of build like a whole new kind of collection of, of clients and cool things are coming in and I'm working on a lot of great projects, 
But what I've found is it's required stacking a lot of those on top of one another to come even close to the consistency of what I had with this this work in Germany. And it's mm. scary. And it's scary because I'm not going to pretend. I mean, it's it's difficult. You know, it's been difficult. You know, every every month for for the past year and a half to um, to have consistent um, income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, you know, it's something that you kind of think about and expect when you start going freelance that this could happen. But, you know, having a situation like you had where it's such a long-term client with a great relationship, you know, it it can come as a surprise, you know, when it does, when it does happen. It it really was. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I also, um, you know, I have a lot of friends there and I really enjoyed the city and it's just, it was kind of, you know, a weird little other part of my life that, Mm -hmm. um, that sort of like went away and all that inspiration and travel. And, you know, I was very lucky, very fortunate to have that experience. Yeah. And I think, I think that there's a good chance that it's going to come back. Um, but right now I need to focus on, you know, other things. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's turn this around. Uh, Derek, I want to hear now about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of one that just makes your heart sing. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, again, I got really, really lucky, but, um, two years ago, um, I won the, um, 2018 global, um, SEGD design award for identity and placemaking for, um, for the Sagmore Pendry hotel, um, in Baltimore. Um, and the story behind that quickly is that the recreation pier building was, um, an old, historic building in Fells Point in Baltimore that was a port warehouse for um, boats coming in to store their goods. On the front of the building was a formal kind of Beaux-Arts ballroom, kind of multi-use space. Um, And then on top of the warehouse component was this sort of recreational area for turn-of-the-century immigrants to use as a sort of a park almost because it was just a dense urban environment. So this building had this crazy multi-use kind of purpose. And uh, they shot Homicide and some other detective shows there years ago. And it was sort of sinking into the river. And Kevin Plank, the CEO of Under Armour, had been staring at this building for years across the way at the Under Armour headquarters and uh, decided to buy it before the city condemned it or turned it into a Marriott or something awful. Sorry, Marriott. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, and, and partnered with his good friend, uh, Michael Firstman at Pendry Montage, which is a boutique hotel group in um, San Diego. And uh, um, Patrick Sutton Interiors did the interior design. And uh, I was awarded the job for signage and, and graphics and uh, placemaking elements um, for the project. And, uh, collaborated with my good friend Alexi Economo at Ashton Design in Baltimore um, because they were local. And I used to live in Baltimore, as I mentioned, so um, we had that connection and work relationship. And we just did this this killer uh, project of signage and placemaking elements um, and submitted it for an award and, and won. So it really um, was a high honor. Um, the, the the quality of, of work is incredible. The, the project is beautiful. Um, Conde Nast voted it the best hotel in America last year. It's just an amazing project where there was a budget, but um, we just had a great experience with it. Great client. And um, I'm super proud of that work. Um, 
you can see it um, uh, if you look up Sagmore Pendry Hotel or if you look up SCGD. Mm-hmm. And that led to a second project with um, with Kevin Plank and his Sagmore group, um, the Sagmore Spirits Distillery Experience Project um, that was pretty cl- closely located um, in Port Covington. It was a uh, they 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 distill uh, a rye whiskey and they developed a tasting experience slash restaurant slash interpretive kind of nice. setup and we got a second job doing um, site signage and stuff for that for that project. So that that whole experience was great and that was um, a, you know one of those projects that that fell at the right time and was also mm-hmm. things were slow with ECE and it made me realize that you know I can there's there's life outside of this German work and nice. I can break into some other arenas and you know now I really want to do more hotel work and haven't haven't got another hotel since but it's it's definitely the first piece that I share with new clients and it's yeah. something that I will probably always promote and share because it's a, a, a timeless design that's going to look great in 25 30 years and um, just an all-around great experience so it, it definitely made my heart sing that's a great one especially with so much history behind it so I love that thank you for sharing that one yeah um, okay, you've reached the point of the show for the Ask It Forward question, Derek. So um, I got a question for you from my last guest, and you yeah. get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. So okay. first, my last guest is Morgan and Mark from Banff Studio in Calgary, Alberta. Okay. And they wanted to ask you, what is your fantasy backup career? <sighs> That's so funny because that's kind of like what my question is, but I'll use the other one because I told you I have two. <laughs> um, my, my fantasy backup career for sure is still something that's in the creative world, but I think that as a graphic designer, trained as an architect, you know, experience all this multidisciplinary design, there's still so much crossover. I can mm-hmm. do textile design. I guess I could draw design furniture if I wanted to. Um, I could help inform environments and architecture and all this stuff. But there's these other creative disciplines that require so much creativity, but they're like worlds that I couldn't even come close to touching or trying to tiptoe into. And one of them is being a musician for sure, or Mm -hmm. a chef. So, um, and because I'm a food person, although I love music so much, I can listen to music while I cook. I think I would like to be a chef. I would like to be a chef in, a, in an incredible restaurant um, and learn the whole discipline and history of, of the culinary arts. So for sure, for sure, a chef. I love that answer. I'm the cook in this house and I love it. I enjoy it so much. I wish I had more time to devote to it. Um, but yeah, I love that answer. So Good. what's your ask it forward question, Derek? Okay, so it doesn't necessarily have to be de- uh, exceedingly design-centric, right? Okay. It can be, no, it can not be a- at all. Anything. It could be, what's well, your favorite pizza? Yeah, well, since my first one was, um, you know, if you could choose or rewind your creative path, what other direction would you have gone? Mm-hmm. My second backup one, which I'm glad I have, was what is your pop culture guilty pleasure? Oh, I love that. Pop culture guilty pleasure. Awesome. Derek, you've reached the end of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate your time. Oh, I appreciate yours, and it was really fun, and uh, I'm really happy for you, and uh, I, love the, I love the show, and I'll, I'll, I'll be a loyalist. 
<laughs> Thanks. All right, all right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and this two-part interview with Derek Friday. I really appreciate your time. Have a fantastic weekend because that's what's next. It's Friday today. And uh, we'll see you Monday. Bye. <laughs>